Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Break It Down. It is I, Alex McCarthy, Kenny McIntosh flanking me as usual, back with our semi-regular podcast. (laughs) That's right. We are in the building because All In is around the corner. Well, I will get to hug Kenny McIntosh and co. once again. Looking forward to that in the flesh. For now, I will have to do with his dulcet tones. Kenny, how are you, man? I'm good. The last time we spoke was before SummerSlam. Can you believe it? Well, audio-wise, yes. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, we, <laughs> we talk all the time, but like in terms of like with people listening to us. Yeah, yeah, you know, intruders. If, yeah. If, you could, if you could hear Alex McCarthy with the fucking cameras aren't on, oh, then you get the good stuff. <laughs> but he doesn't give you the good stuff on here. Well, he gives you some good stuff. But Drew like... Drew McIntosh is a bastard. <laughs> no, not really. Um... um but no, but then you know sometimes I give you good gossip as well, like today. But today was good. Today um, was good. We won't we won't share that. <laughs> no, I told uh, I told Finn Martin about it. He was baffled. Like the whole thing. Yeah, but, but baffled, but not surprised. But anyway, I shouldn't elaborate because that's just teasing people. But um, what we will do is we're going to talk a little bit about AEW. Of course, we are uh, at this point of recording a day removed from Dynamite. Uh, I plan to watch it in full. I've only read about it thus far, but I'm going to watch it in full after this. So Kenny is going to divulge a couple of things from his point of view. 
Um, there's a the CM Punk drama, which seems to never bloody end. Uh, <laughs> it's also something we need to talk about. Uh, and of course, with WWE news, we've got SmackDown uh, tomorrow. And at this point in time, it's in Toronto. And it seems like it could be Edge's last match. He's saying, doing local media this week to build up the appearance. And he is saying this is the last match on his current WWE contract. Uh, I suppose he's given himself enough wiggle room with the way that he's worded that, Kenny. Um, <laughs> I find it very hard to believe, home, town or not, that he's going to finish up with Sheamus on a SmackDown. All respect to Sheamus, love Sheamus, but uh, I have to think he's going to do his uh, indulgent hour classics at WrestleMania, no? Are you asking me what I think is going to happen or what I would like to happen? I want both, Kenny, um, Okay, well, yeah, I mean, the, the the odds of him retiring on SmackDown are very slim, but I think it would be a really good choice if he did because... He's had this run. There's been good points to it. I think the, I think COVID kind of fucked him a bit because it was like a year of wrestling for no people, mm. and that probably wouldn't have been something he would have chosen. Um, but I think it comes down to what other big matches can he have, and he can't really go against Roman because it's been done. He can't really go against Seth because it's been done. Um, he's done the Judgment Day thing. He's faced AJ Styles. He's faced a variety of people but just doesn't seem like there's anyone else on the horizon so to me i quite like the idea of in toronto your 25th anniversary like it'd be a kind of great way to go out but like you say the odds of that happen are probably not because this there's this thing right, that i don't understand with a lot of older wrestlers where there's this like point to prove of doing 30 minutes yeah they so, they think sometimes that longer equates to more meaningful or like, you know, and I'm, not, a, I'm not sure that's that's the right. Ask a lot of my sexual partners, and that's not the case. It's, <laughs> it's you get in there, you get it done, you get out, they're happy. You don't prolong it. You, know, you it. don't need to stick around. You don't need, you know don't don't wait for them to cool down. You know, no, no. Out. Listen, I, I'm two kids deep because I'm potent, Kenny. I I, <laughs> I get in. I do what I got to do. Deliver. That's it. Thanks for coming. They well. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's, it's escalated. Come on now. Um, um, but no, but I, 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 I think it could be a cool thing of if you look at a lot of people who have retired, like, you know, a lot of retirements have kind of been. I mean, Shawn Michaels was going to be the perfect one, and then he had to ruin it at Crown Jewel. Um, most people don't tend to go out in a kind of meaningful way that, that's good. And I think he's he's being given an opportunity here to potentially go out in a pretty good way. 25th anniversary in his hometown I would be thinking very carefully about can this be topped and only stick around really if you're sure that it can be I I mean again no no disrespect to Seamus at all because I'm sure it's going to be cool and I kind of like the way they set it up last week actually yeah, it's good. Um, but it's uh, when he, he he's so often spoken about I want to finish it on my terms my way I just have a hard time imagining that this is exactly what he wanted for his his final finish. And you're right, there have been some high points and some kind of lulls in the return. I mean, the Seth Rollins feud was was incredible, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, he has done some cool stuff. But you are right in the other sense that I look up and down the roster and, and I think, what do you do with him 
at WrestleMania next year, if he is to hang around? Like, what do you do? Um, and also, I kind of feel like the steam has come off of him a little bit, right? Like, I, I'm not sure the excitement around his return is quite as palpable as it once was. Uh, it's a very hard one because I, I love Edge. I do. And I was there for his return in Houston. It was magical. The possibility seemed endless. But pretty much since the Judgment Day split, and, you know, even at that point, doing the Hell in a Cell with Finn at, uh, at WrestleMania on paper seemed great, but I'd, it's not one of the more memorable matches there. Maybe that's just me. I don't think it was one of the best matches of that weekend. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, are we just doing it to do it now? And I guess Toronto does bring up the possibility, right? Where you can kind of go, okay, well, this is where you finish. But why not? If you were going to do that, Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens. Like, and I know they're both on the good guy fence right now, but but that, he hasn't worked either of them, has he? Am I am I miss, am I missing something? No, I don't think so. Right, like the, there's possibilities there. You want to do a Canadian thing, or you know, fuck it, reboot the <laughs> the Heart Foundation with the Canadian Foundation. I don't, I don't know. Do do something. Um, but I I just see this. As not grandiose enough for Edge. Well, I mean, is, is it going to be a thing where, so say he really wants to retire in Toronto, that's like his dream to do. Does does he want to stick around another year? And then, because, but then also, I mean, I guess I'm kind of shooting my own theory in the foot here. If he was like, I want to retire in Toronto, you would think they would go, okay, we'll book, we'll book Toronto for a pay-per-view. Yeah. Specifically to make it Edge's last match. Well, you would you would do a huge build to that, no? You wouldn't just yep. say, you know, the week of it. Oh, you know, this last one on my deal, and and it may work. He says, you know, he was very uh, forthright about saying, yes, this really is the last match on this contract. But uh, I don't know. There's there's something about it where, and I've spoken to Chris Jericho before, and Seamus, funnily enough, as you're going to hear later on in the show, uh, said something similar. When it comes to their last match, they don't want to do the big, this is my last match, right? Or the big build to the retirement match. Um, you know, I'm not sure I actually believe Jericho when he says that, to be honest. Uh, he was like, you know, I could just lose to someone and, and go. Um, he might, but I doubt it. <laughs> um, but but similarly with this, I, I just feel that with the deal that he made to come back and, you know, okay, he won the rumble and he's done some great things. I just think there's got to be one more kind of, he would love to put someone over on the way out. If, if, if I, if I learned anything from the ENC pod and I, and I learned a lot, but if I learned anything from being a regular listener to that, there was all these people that he wanted to work with and he wanted to make them like, does Seamus need to be made? Does no. he? But then, I mean, I guess the, the thing is, so, you know, I'll put you in the spot. I'll sell sell me the, the match. Sell me the edge retirement match. What sh- what should it be instead? I mean, again, just thinking off the top of my head, and I'm sure there are better options. But I would like to see him work a program with either side of the fence, by the way. Babyface Kevin Owens works, but maybe heel Kevin Owens against Babyface Edge would be a tremendous put over. You know, for Kevin Owens to retire him. That's something I haven't seen, and I'm a big Kevin Owens guy. 
Uh, and, and similarly, I would like to see him work Sammy. Um, Sammy's popularity and that, can, you know, the Canadian heritage sort of thing. Um, you know, I think you, know, you could make something out of Sammy being a big Bret Hart guy. I don't know. But it, it's like, if you look at the very tippy top of the card, like you said, the Roman Reigns, he's worked him. Matt Riddle's not really a big enough name. Drew, have we had a real Cody Rhodes edge feud? No, but then I guess if you do it, is it babyface versus babyface? Well, I mean, this is what I mean. I I feel like Edge is interchangeable where you could, you know, I I think many of us prefer him as a heel, but it's very hard to do when you reach legendary status, isn't it? To just remain a heel. Um, You know, LA Knight could get a good rub out of him if you're really that serious about it. I, I mean, so what, if you were to take, if you were to, to bet percentage wise, what is the percentage chance of this being Edge's last match? I would say 30%. I'll go, I'll go higher. I'll go 40. You think it's 40% chance it is his it's, last match? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, both of us are kind of being seduced by the hometown <laughs> goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what he said, but you know, I could, I could, I could buy it. I just feel like, you know, what he's tried to display, he's trying to tell, you know, do his own art, and that's and so to speak during this run. I don't see it being just a, a SmackDown finish. We'll, we'll see. We are going to see. Kenny. Time will tell, is the phrase they say. Time will tell. Uh, you know, by the time people listen to this, they might be like, "Alex, you dumb motherfucker," and they'd probably be right. Um, <laughs> you know, who knows? Uh, anyway, let's move on to AEW quickly. Mm-hmm. Just want to fill people in that may not be aware on what we're looking at for the card there at the moment. So, uh, MJF and Adam Cole pulling double duty, Kenny. It's, uh, you know, according to Wikipedia, they've got a tag title match for the Ring of Honor World title tag match against the Aussie Open, and they're going to main event against each other. Yep. Woo! Uh, FDR and the Young Bucks, the trilogy. Ah, oh, it's going to be good. Um, Darby Allen Sting versus the Mogul Embassy, which, of course, is our Fox and Swimmer Strickland. Uh, the Golden Elite. That'll be Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page taking on Kodiski Teska. Uh, Tekeska, sorry. And Bullet Club Gold, which is Juice Robertson, Jay White. Uh, you got the Stadium Stampede match, which Bullet Club, uh, sorry, Blackpool Combat Club. I'm having a torrid here. Uh, I think three members of their team are yet to be named, so some surprises in store there. Jericho Osprey is kind of the headliner, um, not not the headliner, but I mean the standout development. And I mean it's only one of two single matches on the card at the moment. Incredibly. Yeah, I think the third one will be Punk and Joe when that's confirmed. Yes, assume on Saturday. But yeah, so the, the the Austria and um, Jericho thing, we knew we knew it was coming because Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful had kind of reported a while ago that that was the match. But like, so you've not a chance to see Dynamite yet. So I'm going to spoil something for you, right? Because I've, I just, I've read, I've read it, so I, I, I just want to. I'm aware of the developments. I just want to set the scene with context. For sure. Everybody. Sure. So the story, the story on the show. Was so in the last few weeks, Don Callis has been trying to recruit Chris Jericho to be in his crew because bad news Brown's looking down from heaven. That's the gist. (laughs) Then he tries to lure him away from the Jericho Appreciation Society, who he's sometimes with and sometimes not, 
Then Jericho agrees, for some reason, to have a tag match with Takeshita against Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia, and then pin Danny Garcia, which basically then led us to the this, this segment, which was, which was a great segment, where the Jericho Appreciation Society all said what they thought of Jericho and walked out on him, apart from segment. Sammy Guevara. Very good segment. So that then led to Jericho saying to Callis, we'll, we'll, we'll talk in the ring next week, and basically inferred he was going to say yes. And he was going to join Callis' crew. But right? those who know wrestling know better. But anyway, continue. So that's the gist of what this was going to be, right? So then we've got Jericho and Callis in the ring. And Jericho agrees to join Callis' group. They hug. And then all of a sudden, Callis is trying to rush Jericho out of the ring. And you're like, okay, that's weird. And then we kind of pan back and there's this painting with a cloth on it in the corner. So then Jericho goes and takes the cloth off. And it reveals a painting that Don Callis has had commissioned, which is Don Callis with a decapitated Chris Jericho head. (laughs) So I guess we're meant to believe that either he was luring Jericho in all along, or he didn't think he was going to say yes, to then set up Osprey coming in to attack Jericho, which is going to lead to a baby-faced Jericho against a heel Will Osprey at Wembley. Hmm. I don't know if this is the way I would have done it if it was up to me. Well, I mean, is, is London going to boo Will Ospreay? I mean, Jericho's a bigger star. A star so, mm. But at the same time, I feel like, uh, you know, he's from fucking London, pretty much. <laughs> he's Messick, so he's like... So audacious. You know, essentially, he's a fucking Londoner. So, of course, he's going to get a big reaction. So... I don't know. And it just seems like the whole, like, what was the point of doing all this? Because st- it'd be one thing if Callus, like, I'm, I'm just trying to make sense of the segment. Like, in story, was he always going to fuck him over? Or did he think he wasn't going to say yes? So then he had this weird painting commission of the decay. Yeah, I, 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 it'd be the longest game in the world, wouldn't it? To, to be caught in him for so long to think, well, you know, he won't take me up on my offer. Um, so what I'll do is I'll pretend I'm courting him for like a month only for Will Ospreay to fuck him over that seems uh, strange I mean, <laughs> tactically they, they were hampered by the fact that Osprey could only appear from this week onwards because of the G1 so I, I guess it, but I mean still I just think I just think I just think it could be a bit better Bill but you know look what, what do I know what do you know I'm not a booker <laughs> not of shows not of those kind of shows anyway Kenny <laughs> Bar like, look, if you want me to book a vampire from the Attitude Whoa. Era I can do that yeah. no problem <laughs> at a very high level man. I, <laughs> um, I mean yeah I, I, again looking, looking at Dynamite I, I guess, it, like I said that was the, the main development would be Osprey and Jericho singles I mean the first thing my friend said today when I sent them that was is Jericho going to be able to keep up with full Osprey um, I mean, it probably hasn't been a banner year in ring for Jericho, but then, you know, there's a lot to take into account there, isn't there? Um, and I still think he can pull it out for a big time matchup. And I think Osprey could probably pull a good match out of me, let alone Jericho. So, uh, you know, there's reason to be optimistic. It's fresh. It's new. There is possibilities in play that much. I will say. MJF and Adam Cole are still by far the strongest angle they've got, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. You know, I, I, if it's coming to a head or not, I'm not sure. Um, but either way, 
I'm going to be there, as are you, and I look at that card, and I know I'm going to be entertained. Right? Like, the, we didn't mention it either earlier, but uh, Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, Soraya, it always feels weird to call her Soraya, mm-hmm. and Dr. Dr. Britt Baker. Again, it's a good four-way. It's a very good four-way. Um, there is enough in this card. You know, Stadium Stampede is something I didn't expect either. Um Jesus, they're going to be blowing the hell up. We're trying to get around Wembley. It's massive. But, uh, you know, it's it's good. There's a lot for me to be excited about there. One other part of AEW that we seem to talk about every single week. CM Punk (laughs) (laughs) is this recurring issue or headline that we just can't escape. Now, everyone, forgive us if we skip over some of the details within this that, you know, because there are so many different people saying so many different things. But let me give you the gist. CM Punk basically says, who can and can't come to Collision? <laughs> He's like the fucking doorman. <laughs> he says, no Hangman Page. Well, he denies he said this, but we'll get to that in a second. The reports were Hangman Page being flown in to do a piece of business. Punk says, can't come to the arena. So he well, I, will to say, I, will say, I will say this. Just, I, I, I can't defend all of it, right? But PW Insider did say that it was proven that Punk had nothing to do with Page not being brought to court. I was getting to this, Kenny. I'm sorry. Uh, so, like, these are the facts that emerged first. Well, not the facts, but the, the, the reports that emerged first. Aman Page turned away, basically, at the arena. And, uh, it, it, you know, he was, in, he was there to shoot something, if I'm not mistaken, and they said, you have to go to another location to do it. Matt Hardy is another man who's been turned away in recent weeks and head of talent relations. I'll say it again. Head of talent relations, Christopher <laughs> Daniels, is told where he can and can't go by wrestler CM Punk. On paper, that is fucking lunacy. We will get back to that. Um, it's not ideal. No, it's it's not. Uh, a lot of this seems to stem from, as we're learning now, uh, Punk doesn't feel that Christopher Daniels, who apparently had a role in Brawl Out, should be at shows if a Steel can't be at shows. Who He's someone who's still working remotely. Um, Matt Hardy, not even sure what the final details are there. Apparently, he's too in with the elite. I don't know. Kenny can expand on that in a minute. Uh, then, Jungle Boy... Again, for some obscure reason, wants it to break real glass over his face. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> so Punk said, you can't do that. Apparently, many people said, you cannot do that. Um, but Jungle Boy was going to do that anyway, which is a glaring indictment of AEW in many ways. That he was like, well, fuck it, I'm still going to do it. Um, and CM Punk didn't necessarily take exception because of the safety if I'm not mistaken, um, what can you can you make sense, Kenny, of any of this? Uh, okay, so, so I think from all the stuff that has been out there, it seems like Punk had nothing to do with the page thing, but then he obviously cut the promo, which he says is meant to be comedic, but didn't come across as comedic. That, that's that's something that we should interject and say. He does cut a promo on Hangman Page after the show on Collision, the same night this is meant to have gone down. So just to provide context, and I think Punk realised very quickly once these reports came out, yeah, oh shit, 
<laughs> it looks like I've absolutely buried the bloke. Um, but also, if, if it wasn't Punk, and again, okay, I'll take him at his word because he seems to have been truthful about the rest of it, who, who he has banned. Why the fuck? <laughs> what is going on with AW that they told him to come to town and they said, sorry, mate, you probably shouldn't be in it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can break it down. I mean, the Matt Hardy thing, I still don't understand why Matt Hardy and CM Punk don't get on. Maybe it's because, oh, well, maybe it's because he's, I mean, Matt Hardy is very complimentary to the elite. Let's just say that. He's very complimentary to them. And maybe that just rubs yeah. CM Punk up the wrong way. Um, the Ryan Nemeth thing, him being turned away stems from Ryan Nemeth. So if you're Ryan Nemeth, right, and this is regardless whether it's right or wrong or whether you have a point or not, if you're like a prelim guy, what the fuck are you doing? Quote tweeting and calling a top guy who's known to be very, very Prickly. cantankerous. Mm. Soft, it's the it's career suicide. softest man alive. Yeah, I think just the said. dumbest quote tweet I have ever seen in my life from a wrestler. Like I, I, I didn't understand it, but yeah, like because even if you even if you, even if he is soft, like don't say it because you're not a big enough name to get away with it. Well, clearly, so, clearly that's what we've learned. <laughs> so, so, so this whole so the whole thing seems to be that they want to keep Punk happy. So Ryan Nemeth is not on collision. I mean, see, the, the Jack Perry thing's fucking stupid. So yeah, he shouldn't be in collision. I wouldn't want him anywhere near me if he wants to break glass. Ryan Nemeth ain't on fucking collision anyway, is he? Like, no, no, I haven't seen him. Well, so... I think he was supposed to be at Ring of Honor tapings. Ah, like, okay, yeah. that makes that makes more sense. Um, right. So then the Nemeth thing, I get, I do understand the mm. Perry thing. I understand the Matt Hardy thing. I don't understand because if it's a, if it's about you can't be pals with the elite. You can't really control that. And then the the Christopher Daniels thing. I mean, so the only theory I have, again, I'm not saying I agree with this. I'm just trying to make sense of it. Is I think that Christopher Daniels was a was a periphery person in the brawl. Mm-hmm. And I think that Punk's whole thing is, well, if I can't have a steal here, you can't have fucking Christopher Daniels here. Yes, that that and, much is that much is kind of universally agreed by a few different outlets. That that's the. That's basically the the long and short of it with Christopher Daniels. But also, Christopher Daniels is the fucking head of talent relations. <laughs> so it makes no... He, this should not be a conversation. It really should I love how much for a second point this has for you. But just to remind you, he's the <laughs> head of talent relations. Everyone needs to know. If you're not aware of your infrastructure in professional wrestling, right? JR did this job in WWE for years, right? You are the man who relays everything. 
to the talent from pay to schedules, the lot, right? You do not get told by talent where you can and can't go. That is, I, I do not know what is going on from that point of view. I do want to, I do want to bring this up uh, that Brian Alvarez said that um, he kind of, this is what I was getting at earlier, but I'd actually forgot the finer point. But there was a, a thought that Punk was annoyed because he thought Jack Perry did this as a way to not work. Uh, did you read? Did you hear that, Kenny? Like, yeah, the, yeah, it was, it was something like he, he wanted the, the following week off or something. Yes, right. So he thought that he wanted to, like, cl- you know, he wanted to be able to say that he got properly hurt and thus wouldn't have to work. Uh, Brian Alvarez said, Jungle Boy had a vacation planned. He wanted to do a pre-taped angle with a car to write him off TV for that week. Punk told him no. Again, I'm very confused at why Punk can tell him yes and no to these things. Um, well, there's, like a, there's, there's, a, there's a famous example, which is like really old, so most people are not going to get it. But like when Hulk Hogan was in WWF in like 85, the booker in WWF was George Scott. Yeah. And George Scott. And then George Scott. But yeah. Didn't, didn't like Hogan and chose to speak up. And then Hogan was the star. So George Scott was gone. So, I mean, the thing to me is that if you're if you're Tony Khan and you are running AEW and you are not someone who can have these difficult conversations, because not everybody can, then hire someone who does. Hire mm. someone who has these conversations for you. Because if I was, if I'm paying out over $10 million to these five guys, then I'd be like, you're all going to get in a room and you're going to shake hands and you're going to make an agreement that nobody says anything bad about the other. And if any of you do, you're fined. And if any of you do it again, you're suspended. And like, lay down the law. Yeah. I mean, but there's, but there's history in AW of that just not happening, right? Like, yeah. do you remember when Eddie Kingston was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to punch, I'm going to punch, was it Sammy Guevara? I'm going to punch him, yeah. right? Like, and everyone was like, ah, well, yeah, surely he won't. <laughs> like, <laughs> they turn off to TV that week and the next thing you hear is, well, Eddie Kingston suspended and, uh, you know, he went, he, he just think, well, like, and th- that stemmed, that particular example stemmed from uh, Sammy calling him fat in a promo, right? Uh, or uh, I believe that's what it was. And Eddie obviously not taking it well. It wasn't pre-agreed or anything like that. And, uh, but again, a whole week went by <laughs> where everybody knew that, that, you know, they were upset and there was hard feelings and there was no effort made to squash it. They let it fester and what happened was always going to happen. Uh, and that's the thing here again. Anyway, let me, anyway, let me, let me, yep. punk told him no, right? Mm. He felt it was too dangerous to do broken glass ball, which, you know, in punk's defense, it probably is. Um, probably. Well, it is, but I'm just saying, you know, professional wrestling, come on. Uh, Jungle was upset about this, and that is a very different story to that Jack wanted time off, uh, or that Punk was thinking he was trying to work some time off. That's not what it was. It's just that he told him he shouldn't do it because it was unsafe. So, again, you have to clear up some things there. But I still am very confused about how Tony Khan has seemingly just given CM Punk the keys to Collision. Right, he's just gone. Great, do what you want. Like you, he literally sounds like he runs the show over there, and nothing has been sorted during his time away. Nothing, right? He still very clearly is enemies with the elite, despite murmurs that he wants to make up and have a feud, and you know it's the elite that aren't interested in all this. All you can hear, fairly or unfairly. Right, I'm just saying what the reports are, Kenny. Mm-hmm. This trouble is following CM Punk wherever he's going right now. 
Uh, and as much as I, I love CM Punk, the performer, big fan, big, big fan of watching any wrestling show with CM Punk on is infinitely better, in my opinion. And Collision's a good show, for that matter. But, like, the, how sustainable is this backstage dynamic, really? Not very sustainable, because the, the problem is, uh, from being around a fair amount of wrestlers in the last, kind of, seven years, if wrestlers smell any sort of fanboy element or mark element of somebody, yeah, you're dead. You are dead in the water. So, and I'm not saying that's Tony Khan, but I'm saying if CM Punk thinks he can get away with or, or has been led to believe that he can kind of call the shots, then that's what he's going to do. It's like Hogan in uh, WCW. Like Hogan called all of his, all of his finishes. Hogan decided when he wanted to work him and he didn't. Well, I mean, Hogan had that in his contract, right? I, I don't know what yeah. CM Punk's contract looks like, but uh, but what I will say is, it, 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 and this is just me judging, not knowing, it seems like Tony Khan has kind of bent over backwards to get CM Punk to come back. And he's kind of gone, look, you can do this, you can do that. You know, have this amount of autonomy, et cetera, et cetera. Because um, obviously it was important to the company that they get this TV deal for Collision. Yep. Um, would they have got it without a star like CM Punk? That was the rumours at the time, right? Like they needed him back for it. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think it's a it's a real cocktail that he's got himself there. And then you've got next, next Wednesday, you've got the double taping of Dynamite and Collision. Then the following Sunday, you've got All In. Wembley. Then the following Saturday or Sunday, you're going to have All Out in Chicago. So that's three shows in 10 or 11 days where they're all going to be in the same building. Yeah. And you can keep them apart, but bear in mind that All In, FTR are working with the Bucks. Yeah. So I did hear a story about, and this did make me laugh. Like, so Punk had requested he could sit in on FT, a meeting with FTR and the Bucks, and his, uh, his request was declined. And it's like, yeah, I think I think in Punk's mind he would love to work a program with them, but it's just not going to happen. No, but also, I mean, he also tried to get into um, what's the cage match they had the other week? Blood and guts. Yeah, he tried to get into that, right? Like, I, I mean, again, we're working off sort of secondhand reporting here, but he had, I think, he had interest in being in it, but it never got any further than that. Is the the, the gist? But yeah, I mean, when, when the moment comes where, and and if they've got any business sense about them, it will come. Where they are on screen together in the ring, you know, whoever it is, whether it's just Punk and Kenny, or it's like a group thing, and it's going to be magic, right? The roof will be coming off whatever place that is because everyone will know these people really do fucking hate each other or have hated each other, or whatever. Because um, one of the problems is all like, the so- all the noise right now though is that it's CM Punk that wants that, and he he's all about the business, right? And it's the elite that don't. So, well, the yeah. issue you've got is that Omega Omega has said something about Punk in interviews, but it was more just like in passing, like I hope that CM Punk fans and Elite fans can move on and all that kind of stuff. But like, pay, I mean, if, to my knowledge, Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks, neither, none of them have done media since before All Out last year. Mm. That's a year where none of them have spoke to media. I think because they fucking know what's going to happen, people are going to ask about it. Um, so none of them have said it then. and then if even if Punk was trying to be funny I mean I don't really know what, what the joke was by calling him a peg warmer who can't sell any merch but like regardless it's not going to make those guys want to work with you they're just going to kind of confirm their opinion of what's going on yeah 
Yeah, and then also the other wrinkle in that story is that the elite have resigned, so they obviously feel that it's the place for them to stay, and they're not too deterred by CM Punk being around. You know, if they want to take the easy option, there's big money waiting for them at WWE. I don't doubt. But then you know they might be like, you know what, we can put up with this annoyance that we're not anywhere near and work one day a week, or yeah. we have to, or we have sure, to go on the road. Sure, we can tolerate that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating dynamic, and again, Kenny and I are just kind of riffing through what is out there, um, rather than you know reporting stone cold facts. But you know, it, it it is a recurring problem in AEW. Tony Khan has moved to talk about it before he like reshuffled the deck backstage to you know, and he said these sort of things wouldn't happen anymore. But um, you know, there's without a doubt the, there is. You can only put so many plasters over a problem. Yeah, that that's exactly what it is. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see it play out. I just hope, I, I, I mean, I just really hope it doesn't end in tears kind of prematurely before we get the best out of CM Punk and he just goes back into the abyss. Um, who knows? Who knows? Tell you what I do know, Kenny. We spoke to Seamus at, uh, TNT's launch. Of course, TNT have taken over from BT Sport here in the UK, uh, for Madness. WWE coverage. Uh, TNT Sports in the UK show Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> Didn't like make a, it up. You're like a blurb. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, obviously they're owned by Warners and, you know, uh, you know, AEW in America. It's weird, actually. WWE and AEW are kind of under the same umbrella. Um, but there you have it. In the UK, Raw and SmackDown are on TNT. So at their launch party, Seamus was in town. So I managed to grab 10 or 15 minutes with the Irishman. Um, and so, as Kenny and I will leave you for this week's episode, um, we will be around for All In, of course. We are going to be doing media next week, so make sure you stay tuned for that. There are some more videos heading up on YouTube shortly uh, from recent interviews as well. Uh, Kenny, is there anything you need to drop on people before we head to Seamus? Uh, just, you know, we're going to be doing the Eric Bischoff tour at the end of September, Cork, Dublin. I'm back! <laughs> Cork, Dublin, Belfast, London and Glasgow. So you can come and join us at itrtex.com. I think Belfast is completely sold out to everywhere else. There are still tickets. So come and join us. Eric Bischoff is really good on stage. He does not give a fuck. And listen, if, if you ask Bischoff if he wants me to come and sing him on, I will. <laughs> Have you in the background because the amp dies? <laughs> I've done an hour with Eric Bischoff in an interview before. He is fantastic. Uh, very, very good value to speak to. So please, guys, do try and go and see. But until then, you can enjoy Break It Down. And here's to take us home is Seamus. We are here, of course, for the launch of TNT. WWE's partner in the UK. You've flown in. Yeah. Especially for this. I can't think of someone better to speak to. The last time we spoke was the head of Clash. Yeah. You've had, again, another tremendous Isn't it crazy how, like, you know, again, you you keep yourself in amazing shapes. Carry Warrior Workout. Let's uh, plug there. Let's see. Got my first radio. But, you know, what might be your physical prime? Do you feel like, as your career's gone on, you've just figured it out more, you know, with more experience in the ring? Because, and I don't mean that just from yeah, yeah. part of your career, but you're on a career defining in ring. Yeah, uh, what's what's the difference? Probably more relaxed than I've ever been. Um, I used to be so concerned about as a good guy, what if they boo me? You know what I mean? Like, 
especially when there's that baby face run. I, I don't know, man. I just more comfortable in my own skin, really settled into it. I'm just, I, I just, I, I, I'm having fun. I'm having more fun than I've ever had in front of that ring. I love bringing the crowd in. I think what the turning point for me was, was, was uh, during the pandemic. So I came back in an underwhelming position after that in that rumble. Yeah, um, and then, you know, and then there was nothing really fa- factored in for Mania again. So I just come back. It was kind of like, after that was such a long time, you want to come back with some momentum, hit the ground running. And that didn't happen. And then the pandemic hit. And then, you know, some people went home and some of us stayed. And uh, I just got in there and like, I just, I think my intensity in the ring kind of like was more on show than it ever was before. Mm. Because, a lot of camera guys didn't have a, the luxury of going to pan to the crowd and back, whatever, and shots. So I felt like I was able to show an aggressive bastard Seamus is, you know what I mean? And um, that really stood out. And then I got some good feuds and stuff with Jeff, stuff with uh, Big E. Um, and, uh, you know, out of that, I think with some Riddle, Riddle came in and brought, you know, brought Riddle to the dance with some serious hard hit yeah. matches in the Drew stuff. Drew was getting a bit stale. Drew was stale, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> kicked, the, kicked the shot out of Drew. Uh, yeah, put him back on the map, as they always do. And, uh, yeah, I just, after that, I just went rolling. I just felt like, and then the crowd came back, and I just embraced him. And I've just been embracing every every opportunity, and everything is an opportunity for me. And that's that's been the most important thing. I'm glad you mentioned Don because, of course, you have to mention Gunther and, and the, Clash of Darts and oh, yeah. Mania, obviously Drew involved in that as well. According to, uh, yeah, Drew, Drew, Drew stuck in the in, in the side yard there, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I mean uh, Can't get away from that, leaving the bollocks. Two, two, I mean, according to Melter, that's your two five star. Have you got any in particular in your mind that you think, hey? Oh, I, I, I think that one, I'm pretty sure the one with Brian, the two out of three falls was a five star match, 100%. I've had some great ones too. I mean, even with Drew, some of the matches with Drew on the album were great. Yeah. I thought that one with Cesaro and the best of seven to me was a five star. And I think the reason it wasn't probably was because it ended in a long finish, which was part of the story anyway. Yeah. I thought even the tag situation with Cesaro, we had that, that, uh, Ironman match with the Hardys. That was amazing. I feel like I have plenty of matches, mate. Um, I, again, it just seems to be that sort of like that hangover where it's taken me this long up till like 20. Money, whatever, before people, fans have started taking notice and going, oh, hang on. Because I felt like before it was always like, oh, your man Kerry Shame, it's a good match. Oh, this guy Kerry uh, Shame, it's a good artist. And I was like, well, hang on a second. What's the common denominator here? You know what I mean? Um, so it's just over time, I think it just people realized, you know, what I bring to the table. And I'm having fun, fella. I really am. I'm enjoying kicking the shit out of people. It's great. And I always have. Yeah, bro, I bring I bring the best out of everybody. Like I make people work in there. I make people bring it out. If you don't, I'm just going to eat you up. And I, I don't go in there with the mindset of like just eating people up. I want to take the physicality back. That's what me is a great match. It's a war. It should be a fight. It shouldn't be some pretty. I mean, listen, there's places now and these pretty dances and these high flying stuff and it's great. But people love the old school of the slug. You know what I mean? They love the slug fests. You know, and that's what we brought at Clash the Castle. Like SummerSlam now you got on Saturday, right? And it's Gunter and Drew. And people are still talking about me, man. Because that story about me and the Icy Dial. Gunter can't get away from me. He's probably having nightmares about me. You know what I mean? 
So Moreno's name is still being mentioned. Like without me in that match, it ain't gonna be a banger. Let's put it that way. I know you. I get this all the time, and you've been so open. But you can't get away from that either. People no. want to see you with the icy title. It's like you've literally got you've like literally everything. We got rumbles. We've yeah, got, yeah. We've got like everything you could ever want. Um, yeah. And then Gumper's on this kind of like career defining tear as well. That was going to probably be a record setter, unless you had something to say about that. Do you think it's just fairy tale you're waiting for the right moment now again? I don't know, man. It just seems every time they put it out there, it's been a story and it's a con- story that continues, you know what I mean? Until I get my hands on it. So it just it's, it feels like that, like trying to catch that rabbit, you know, it just can't catch it. It's like or Rocky trying to crash, crash the lean chicken. It's just, it just keeps getting away from me further and further. But I just, you know, but that does make me more and more determined and make it even bigger when I do get my hands on it. I, th- I think people want it. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about wrestler, you know, actually Roman Reigns. Talk about him because at one point I remember you saying League of Nations, much there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely that. That was what it was built for. How the level that he's at, uh, you know, let's talk about that little journey there. How impressive you've been to see what he's been able to come from, you know, at one point, he, he, there was a, like he said, a whole stable bringing it just to help it along the way. And I think with the three now, he really has arrived at, at that superstar trainer. So they always spoke to wood. Well, yeah, I mean, it has the luxury of just of wrestling five times a year. Yeah, now yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. That makes a big set. I mean, let's be honest. Before he went away with COVID, uh, people didn't give a shit shit about him. Like he was the big baby face. He was wrestling Goldberg. Nobody really cared. I think in the same way that, like, in the same sense of where it benefited me to come back and wrestle in those empty arenas in that empty arena at the Thunderdome where people got to see how physical I really can be and allow me to have more freedom and settle in my own skin and just say like you know screw it. I'm just going to go out there and have fun and do what I'm going to do uh, the same same sense it benefited him because he was at a point where like it was just forced down people's throats and he got to get away and then come back in, in this different character and stuff you know um, also the luxury of getting all these storyline time and everything you know, I feel like he's made the most of the opportunities he's had, but I feel like, you know, this guys on the roster are begging for that amount of time to tell their own stories. And that's that's one of the only things that's, that's going is like, the rest of the roster needs story time too, you know what I mean? With the MSG a couple of weeks ago, uh, it went 20 minutes over. It's like the Young and the Restless and the third up lead thing, you know what I mean? So me and uh, Theory had two segs, which ended up turning into three small segs on the fly, you know, so... That's tough as well. You don't have to go out and do that. So it, it's definitely, definitely benefited him a lot and Heyman and the story to be able to tell uh, all within that family and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, like, as I said, like, there's plenty of other people on the roster there too that, that could do with story time as well. You see a lot more people over. Yeah. I'm not taking, I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to finish on here then. Yeah. Are you remiss if we didn't mention UK? WrestleMania, right? John Cena yeah. mentioned it, of course, at Money in the Bank. I mean, you must have, you know, let's be honest, the clash of the past, your reception to you, Nat. Ed. It was incredible. I was raging that I wasn't on that Money in the Bank paper. Like, I just, right. just couldn't understand. Couldn't wrap my head around it, mate. I honestly, like, could not wrap my head around it. Like, after stealing the show at Clash of the Castle and then coming back. And, no, the reception. No. Uh, yeah, and, and, and again, like, when they first came on the roster, you give, you give us a little bit more time, right? Just gives just gives us a few more minutes, just two more minutes, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, you know, the sense where like 
I lost my train of thought here, but uh, money would like, but no, but money in the bank, like you just, you know, would have been a great opportunity. And like, you know, after everything that happened in class, you would have been, and it took me a while too with that UK crowd, you know, didn't when I first came on the, on the, on the roster, they didn't warm up to me, you know, straight away. Yeah. So it's again, it's years and years of slogging and being consistent and, and going out there and put me heart, you know, wearing me heart and me sleeve. And like, so that was a, that was a big disappointment. So, uh, Next one, uh, I'm definitely uh, this. It's gonna be war if I'm not in the next. Definitely in the UK. I'd love it. I'd love it. Great, absolutely. The story's already written, fella. You just have to go over and tell the creative lads what the yeah. f- lead deal is. Paul, come on now. Like I know him. James, always a Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.